We are so happy today to have evangelist Landon Gore, who's no stranger to this church, was with us a few months ago when we were finishing up the auditorium and we had church in the Life Center. Amen. And God filled a number of people with the Holy Ghost. I believe there's going to be a number of people filled with the Spirit of God today in the sanctuary. And Brother Gore is such a great uh, voice of faith and encouragement to his generation and to all of us from Texas. We are so glad he's with us. Would you welcome evangelist Landon Gore? Come on, let's give that hand clap to the Lord all across this house. Oh, don't go through the motions if you're really thankful to be in his house on his day among his people. few months back before COVID-19 had hit, a um, lady woke up on a Sunday morning and uh, she's in a state where she cannot drive and so every Sunday morning she depends on somebody to bring her to church and so that morning her ride was unable to make it and so she called somebody else to see if they could bring her and they could not and so then she decided she'd call one of her children and they weren't able to break it bring her and so surprise surprise to the church when all of a sudden a police car came into the parking lot and out stepped this little lady she had called 911 she said it's an emergency Nobody can get me to church. I want to know if there's anybody desperate on a Sunday morning that said, hey, heaven, I made it. I showed up and I'm here. It's an emergency. I just think if you're going to get up on a Sunday morning and get dressed and spend all the energy and effort you might as well not just come to show up, sit down, watch what happens. You might as well come expecting God to do the miraculous and to do the supernatural before you leave. I'm ready for God to do something special in this service. Would you turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 27? The book of Acts chapter 27, while you're going there, what an honor to be back. You have to forgive me. I just feel like a little kid looking around at all the beautiful new carpet and the new paint and, and, and the new podium and the new logo and, and the new faces and, and the new thing that God is doing in our midst. Maybe, maybe you're already over it. Maybe you, you're, you've gotten past the excitement, but I look around and I, I just see what God is doing through this church and this city. And, Seeing the online services, seeing the outreach, and I told Pastor, I'm in awe of everything that God is doing in this season. I really am. So I give him honor, him and his wife and their children. I thank God for their friendship, their trust. Give honor to Bishop and his wife. And I'm just so thankful for their godly example and leadership. These are unique times, but exciting times. And I've told you before that not every pastor is a Christian. God has blessed you with leaders that are Christians. And you ought to thank God every day for that. 
So I give them honor. I'm thankful for Brother Scott and Brother Dylan here this weekend. Thankful to be around them and to the musicians and singers for leading us into the presence of the Lord. And I want to say a special thank you to all the sound and media. They've been working extra hard in this season. I think we owe them a hand clap of appreciation for all of their hard work on the graphics and the streaming and all of it. And I'm just so thankful for each and every one of you that are here today. I believe God's going to heal somebody today. I believe God's going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. That's what I used to say until the Lord corrected me. He said, why don't you change that word someone to everyone? He said, it's not my will that someone happens to get a miracle and someone happens. If you get something from God today, you're not the exception. It ought to be you're the exception if you don't get something from God. I just happen to believe God came to do something for every single person in this house. I really believe that. So would you go with me in faith and with that expectancy to Acts chapter 27. We're going to begin at verse 22. A great man of God, the Apostle Paul, is on a journey by way of ship through a very treacherous storm. And we break into the story at verse 22 and he declares these words and we read them together. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord whose I am and whom I serve. And this is what he told me. He said, fear not, Paul. You've got to get to your destination. And God has given you all of them that are with you. So, sirs, be of good cheer. For I didn't just hear God. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. However, we had to be cast upon a certain island. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I just want to preach to you on this Sunday morning for the next few moments. There's honey in those rocks. There's honey in those rocks. Would you say that with me? There's honey in those rocks. Oh, you got to say it with faith. There's honey in those rocks. Would you lift up your hands all across this house? Come on, would you join your prayer with my prayer? God, I thank you for this precious group of people. I thank you for every guest. I thank you for every member. God, nobody is here by accident. But I believe the angel. I believe the angels of the Lord are in our midst even now. We're asking you to let the best gifts be in operation. Do what you have come to do. We speak this and we pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you say that with me? In the name of Jesus. Would you shout that with me? In the name of Jesus. Now, if you really believe that prayer, I want you to clap your hands unto the Lord. I wonder if I could just beg you to do that a few more seconds right now. Why don't we just put everything on pause for 10 seconds? Come on, I want hell to hear me right now. Come on, I want heaven to hear me right now.
God bless you and you may be seated. Paul was anointed. Paul was powerful. Paul had the hand of God on his life. And yet Paul was locked up. Paul was locked down. Paul was in the middle of a storm. It seemed as if his life was at the mercy of the wind and the waves and the rain. And it seemed as if he was just being tossed about by life. And yet he was the cargo of heaven being carried by the divine purpose of heaven. Can I remind you, you are not just plopped on this chair by accident. You are not just in a random church on a random Sunday in a random world. But no matter how chaotic, no matter how confusing, you are right where God has willed you to be. But it's raining and it's storming. And it's tempestuous. People are scared. Grown men are looking at the horizon. And they do not know what their future holds. And yet all of a sudden, somebody comes stumbling from below deck. Paul is weary. He's tired. He's human. He's felt fear. He's felt the temptation to give up. But he climbs out and he says, I refuse to cower in the corner. I refuse to suck my thumb and cry in my Starbucks below deck. I believe God is going to get me through this moment. Sir, I I need everybody to listen to me. I need everybody to hear me. I had a visitation last night. You had what? I had a visitation. God's about to move on our behalf. Bless him, Lord. (laughs) He doesn't know we're in the middle of COVID-19. He doesn't realize we're in the middle of a storm. Faith is not denying reality. Faith is acknowledging a higher reality. I'm not stupid. I don't go by what appears to be. I go by what appoints. I go by what is appointed to be. You gotta have a heavenly visitation. A heavenly awareness. A heavenly acknowledgement. So Paul has had that. And now he comes to preach to everybody that will listen and hear him. And he tells them, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. It's going to be all right. You know why? This very night, the angel of the Lord was standing by me. This very night, I had a visitation of heaven. Now, that may not mean a whole lot to you, but I want, I want to break down what is happening right now. You have to realize it's in the middle of the night. The wind is blowing. The rain is billowing. The ship is topsy-turvy. Baggage is being thrown out. Soldiers are losing their footing. Passengers and prisoners are sliding. And yet Paul said, I saw something standing. I came to preach to a child of God. There's a lot of things changing, but not everything is changing. There's a lot of things falling, but not everything else is. My anointing is still standing. My God is still standing. My purpose. Oh, I came to preach to somebody.
somebody today, uh, there is still something uh, that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why I shout. That's why I dance. Because there is a word that has not moved. Pardon me just a moment. If my purpose is still standing, I can still stand. If my purpose is standing, my family can still stand. If my purpose is standing, I'm going to make it. This is the deal, guys. We're going to make it. We're going to be all right. But the ship is going to be destroyed. Because we got to be cast upon a certain island. I know. Can't get around it. There's not a plan B. There's not an option C. There's not a multiple choice. We're going to be okay. We're going to be delivered. But what is carrying us is going to be destroyed. And some of you have looked as things in your world and things in your life and things in your context have been shattering, been breaking, and they are being utterly destroyed in this stormy, tempestuous season. Can I speak a word of faith into your breaking? Can I speak a word of faith into your shattering? If God is allowing something to break apart, it was not meant to carry you any further. God, don't break my old prayer life. Don't break my old comfort zone. I would to God somebody on a Sunday morning would say, God, shatter, destroy, and break apart everything that was not meant to carry me into my destiny. We all say we want a breakthrough. When I go overseas, I have to make sure all my sermons make sense. So I said, today I want to preach about the God of the breakthrough. I said, how does that translate? A God who is a burglar. I said, no, 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 no. No, 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 that's not it. I want to preach about coming and getting a breakthrough. Okay, a God who burglarizes. I said, no, 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 you're not getting it. I just want to preach about a breakthrough. But we want a breakthrough. But what we don't realize is you got to have a break in. If something is going to break through, something's going to get messed up. Something's going to get shattered. Something's going to get... If you want God to come in and steal you away from normality, steal you away from your comfort zone, it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be messy. But God, do it. I want to break through. I want to break through. So all of a sudden, the ship is introduced to the shore, and they're screaming, and it's traumatic, and, and the ship is now breaking apart. And these are prisoners, so they're, they're about to be murdered on the spot, but somehow their life is spared. 
And this is what the Bible says. I need somebody to help me. I need Judah to help me. I need you to come stand over here. Now this is what happens. The Bible says there was two groups. A command was given. If you know how to swim, swim to the shore. That's for all the smart people. The people who had baby, the people who had parents that, that were ritzy and said, hey, we, we want our baby to swim before he's three years old. I didn't get that kind of training. I didn't go to no special swim school. I just, I went to the school of almost drowning and dying and surviving. So the command was given to all the smart people, those that got the strength, I want you to swim. So I want you to swim. So all the smart, good-looking GQ got it all together, people, they just started swimming. And the Bible says that they made it to the shore first. So there's people under the sound of my voice that, man, have been blessing you in this season. Your bank account's been rising. You've got a new job. You've got two or three new cars in the garage you're afraid to show anybody. God's been good to you. I'll be the first to jump with you. I'll be the first to shout with you. I'll be the first to rejoice with you. I'll be the first to high five you. Fail the test. No, I'll be the first to wave at you. Social distancing. But the Bible says, but the rest. I'm thankful for all you folk over there. I identify with that part. But the rest. Made it on pieces of the ship. I, I'm not here to give you a sad sob story. I, I, respectfully, I don't need your pity. But there's been some stuff in this season that I didn't invite. Those are the worst kind of guests. The ones that don't RSVP. They show up early. They eat all the food and they stay too long. You had any stuff in your life coming uninvited and it stayed too long and it ate up? Some of you are like, yeah, she's over there. That's him right there. Uh, I better keep moving. I'm going to just be real with you. Since January, we've buried five of our family members for various reasons. There's been some broken stuff. There's been some pieces of life that are no longer intact. And so the Bible says that some made it on their strength. But others just were clinging to a piece. But the Bible says that the one that had the strength and the ones that knew how to get to the shore got to the shore. But it also says those that were clinging onto broken pieces got to the shore. You missed it. Some of you came in bloody. You're weary. You're hanging on to brokenness. But your brokenness is what I get you where your strength cannot. Come on, child of God. You can still get there on tears. You can still get there on pain. I'm here. 
Oh, some of y'all trying to play me. I done showed up. It's all good in the hood. God's been great. Stop lying. This is really what you look like on the inside. I made it. I made it. I need somebody to worship with me. I need someone to shout with me. I need someone to believe with me. I came in hanging on the brokenness. But I still came. Come on, broken man of God, you're still going to make it. Come on, broken lady of God, you're still going to make it. Be seated, I'm almost out of time. Can I, can I preach a few more minutes? They've made it to the shore. Thank you, Judah. Let's give Judah a hand. I'm going to get you a Chick-fil-A gift card. Though they make it. Oh, God. Thank you so much. It's time for a new level. It's time for something to change. This is my moment for a blessing. And you look around and you don't see no blessing. Paul left a storm. He left a broken ship. He's crashed upon rocks. And you know what the Bible said? The island's wet. The island's cold. The island's rainy. And so now he's left a season and he's stepping into another season that looks just like the one he left. And there's some of you that are going to be very frustrated because you said, God, I'm ready to step into a new level. But the problem is that new level looks like the old one. Do you know what I've learned about God? Whenever he will not let you step into a new level, it is because he is demanding that you become a new level. Let me say it like this. Some of you are wanting to step into something new. God said, no, 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 no. You're going to become something new. Let me try it again. Some of you are saying, God, I want you to change everything around me. God said, no, 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 I'm going to change everything within you. So Paul has a decision. He can be satisfied. He can surrender to the elements. He can surrender to the climate. He can surrender to the conditions. But that's not what he does. You know what he does? He said, I refuse. I refuse to, to just negotiate. I refuse to settle, be satisfied with, with, with the elements that are given to me. You know what he does, Haley? He begins to build a fire. He said, bring some sticks, bring some wood. We're going to build a fire. You see, the problem is everybody's just come out of cold, frigid water, and they're experiencing hypothermia. And the problem with hypothermia is you can get so cold that you start feeling warm. And you better beware when you've come through this season and you've not been praying, you've not been reading, you've not been drawing close to God, and yet you think you're okay. That's called hellish hypothermia. That's called deception. Warming yourself by a fire that does not exist. Oh, I think I'm anointed. No, no, no. You're just sitting by somebody that's anointed. Oh, no, I'm praying. No, you're not praying. You're just around somebody that's praying. 
I've not come to condemn you. I've come to challenge you. There's somebody in this house. You're not perfect. You don't got it all together. But you came on a Sunday morning saying, I'm ready to rekindle something. I'm ready to rebuild something. I'm ready for something to be started. So all of a sudden he begins to build a fire. And guess what happens? The Bible says that a viper jumps out of the heat. Doesn't jump out of the rocks, doesn't jump out of the sand. It jumps out of the fire. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're carnal. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're giving in to negativity and doubt. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're sowing discord. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're not giving back to God. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're watching porn. There's some stuff that don't mess with you when you're when you got idols of the heart. See, it's not the stuff that we bow to with our knees. It's the stuff that our heart bows to. But when you start worshiping, when you start praising, when you start praying, when you start fasting, when you start giving, when you start submitting, uh, there's some things that were comfy uh, that cannot exist in the new environment that you are creating. Uh, there are some things that were dormant uh, and okay when you were carnal, but when you started getting liberty, when you started feeling victory, it jumped out of the fire. So you got a decision. You can back away, say enough of this. I don't want that spiritual warfare stuff. I, I don't want to have to contend. I don't want to have to fight. I don't want to have to be intentional. And there are people that have a walk with God that's strong enough to expose some stuff. But do you have a walk with God that's strong enough to destroy it? The Bible says that, that Paul... He took that viper and he began to shake it. He began to move it around until he finally shook it off to the fire. The same prayer that exposes your carnality is going to be the same prayers that destroys your carnality if you keep praying. I'm not trying to get you to be a fire starter. I would to God somebody would be a fire keeper. I would to... I don't want to know, did you start praying? I want to know, are you still praying? I don't want to know if you fasted. I want to know if you're still fasting. Because there's an anointing. There's a blessing. There's a victory for people who are still doing what they started. You see, there's too many people trying to shake off some stuff into a fire they haven't built. Deliverance takes a moment. A walk with God takes a process. It only takes seconds to throw the viper off your hand. But it takes moments and hours to build a fire. The victory is not in our shaking and in our shout on Sundays and Sunday nights. The victory is in our fire on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. And 
Hear me, I'm getting ready to come to a close. This is what you have to understand. That viper could have leaped out and snatched anybody. It could have leaped out and attacked anybody. It attacked Paul. Why Paul? Because Paul is about to go to the house of Publius. And Publius has a family member who is on their deathbed. And unless a miracle happens, he's about to die. And Paul is going to come in, lay his hands on him, and there's going to be healing. Instruments of anointing and agents of healing are always targets of poison. You might be missing what God wants to do through you, but hell is not ignorant of what God wants to do through you. And hell knows if you can change the atmosphere in your house, you're going to change the atmosphere in someone else's house. Hell knows if you get deliverance over your mind, you're going to help somebody else get deliverance. So Hell knows when you could have gotten bitterer, but you stay faithful. You're going to help somebody else. Lift up your hands all across this house right now. Come on, there's vessels of anointing in this house. Come on, there's agents of revival. Come on. Hear me right now. Hear me, hear me, hear me. You are not defined by what latches onto you. You are not defined by what has come against you in this season. But hear me in the Holy Ghost. You are defined by what you hold on to. I'm embarrassed of some of the junk pastor that's tried to jump on my spirit in this season. But I do not identify with what has attacked me. But I have to identify with what I hold on to. There's some people in this house under the sound of my voice. It don't matter if it's secret sin. It don't matter if it's church hurt. It don't matter if it's coldness, casualness, carnality. It's time for you to shake it off. It's time for you to release it. It's time for you to say that poison is not going to find a home. Come on, the things are not going to come into my faith. Come on, you're not coming against my marriage. You're not coming against my... I will not give poison a home. Be seated for just a moment. I'm almost done. Hear me. The Bible says that all of a sudden, that man was healed. And the sick of the island started coming. And all of a sudden, healing was spreading. I thought, I thought poison is supposed to be contagious. It's only contagious when it finds a home. And there was a man of God that had been through junk. And he said, I refuse to allow my spirit to be home to poison. And because he shook it off, healing began to flow from the same hands that poison should have. You're either going to be contagious because of your dysfunction or your deliverance. I made up a... I made up my mind a long time ago. I made up my mind a few months ago. I made up my mind a few weeks ago. There's some junk that tried to come against me, but when I came in on a Sunday morning, I refused to pass my junk on to you. You know what I said I want to pass on? I want to pass on my shout. I want to pass on my joy. I want to pass on my faith because I want the healing of Almighty God to flow. 
So the Bible says that a snake latched onto the hand singular of Paul. But when he went to lay hands on that man in the home, the Bible says that he laid his hands plural. This is what I feel so strongly, Sister Amy. Our world is dead and dying. The last thing they need is a perfect church. So why are we so busy trying to pretend to be something the world does not need? They do not need you to be perfect. And God does not need you to be perfect. Because if I'm in bed dying... An old homeboy walks in and says, man, God's been good to me. I've never sinned. I've had a flawless life. Thank you for coming. Leave the food and leave. Appreciate you. What would happen if he would have just walked in and said, man, let me show you how perfect I am. That's not what he did. The Bible says that he used both hands. Oh, my if I'm on my bed dying and you walk in and there's a scar on your hand from something that's bitten you that should have killed you but you made it you better believe I can make it too I wish you'd stop being embarrassed of your testimony embarrassed of your scars because if you were delivered from addiction I can be too if you made it after tragedy, I can too. If God brought you a mighty long way, maybe he can bring me a mighty long way. Come on, it's time to use all of you. It's time to yield all of you. It's time to surrender all of you. Stand to your feet and lift your hands as high as you can right now. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost for just a moment. Come on, pray in the Spirit for just a moment. Come on, God's calling some people. God's beckoning some people. Come on, He's wanting to use you like you've never been used before. Come on, for just a few moments. I beg you to linger for just a few moments. Come on, something's happening right now. Something's happening right now. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. We're getting ready to step out of our seat. And if you come all the way to this altar, that's wonderful. If you step into the aisle, that's fine. Nobody's going to judge you. But I'm just asking you to make a step. I'm just asking you to take a step. Because it's what we do in the physical that is a symbol of what we're doing in the spiritual. So we're getting ready to come forward. And in just a moment, God's going to pour out his healing. God's going to pour out his spirit. But this is, this is what I feel to tell you, church. That man's healed. The Bible says healing begins to spread all throughout that island. He's getting ready to leave. Paul is getting ready to leave. He's made it. And the Bible says, go back and read it. The Bible says that he's given necessary supplies for the rest of his trip. 
He's getting ready to step onto a new boat. And what should have been the devastation of him was actually the equipping of him. And so he had to scratch his head and say, What's, what is behind this place? I couldn't come around this island. I, 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 couldn't circ- I, I couldn't sidestep it. I couldn't circumnavigate it. I had to be cast upon a certain island. Malta, Malta, Malta. That's the name of the island. What does Malta mean? What does this place mean? Why did I come here? But it had to be this place. It had to be these rocks. It had to be COVID-19. It had to be 2020. And if he would have turned to somebody and asked him on his way out, what does this place mean? The response that would have been given to him. Malta means honey. Malta means sweetness. So I'm going to prophesy to you in the Holy Ghost. You may not feel it right now. You may not see it right now. You may not, you may not, can you, maybe you can't even say it right now. But I promise you, you're going to come to a moment in time. And you're going to begin to survey all that has happened. And you're going to say, I didn't choose the storm. I didn't choose the shipwreck. I didn't choose the snake bite. I didn't choose the sickness. But there's honey in those rocks. And there's sweetness in that storm. And now there is healing flowing through. He told the people of God in Deuteronomy and in Psalms, I can make honey come from a rock honey is not supposed to come out of a rock honey does not naturally come from a rock but God can bring honey out of a rock God can use a rocky place a hard situation to produce something that it could not naturally do. I wish I had time to call some of you out in the spirit right now. There are select men and women in this room right now. God is beckoning you. God is calling you. And you can get bitter, you can backslide, and you can let the embers of an old flame die. But somebody's going to come out more anointed. And somebody's going to come out with richness. Somebody's going to come out with a testimony saying, I didn't see it, I didn't know it, but there was honey in those rocks. Come on, I'm asking you to come forward right now. There's a call in the spirit right now. I'm asking you to come to this altar right now. I feel it. Come on, hands lifted, voices lifted right now. I feel a call of the spirit right now. Come on, if you just want to step into the aisle, step into the aisle. But I feel something in the spirit right now. Come on, that's it. I want you to raise your hands all across this house. I want you to lift your voice all across this house. Come on, that's it. People are still coming. Be mindful of the person beside you. 
if you've got to stay in the back, if you've got to fill the aisle, whatever you've got to do. Come on, that's it. I feel a sovereign move right now. Come on, I feel a shifting in the spirit right now. Come on, God's about to do something right now. Come on, I'm asking you just to pray for just a moment. I'm asking you just to lift up your voice for just a moment. Come on, that's it. We're about to move further. We're about to pray very specifically. But right now, while people are coming, I'm just asking you to lift up your hands. I'm just asking you to lift up your voice for just a moment. Come on, something's getting ready to happen. Come on, something's getting ready to happen. Something's getting ready to happen. I want everyone to hear me for just a moment. I want everyone to hear me for just a moment. Now, we're not disrupting the flow of the Spirit. We're not quenching what God's wanting to do. There's some of you right now, if you just moved your pinky, God would move on you right now and you would feel the deliverance that you need. But there's people in this room that maybe you don't quite understand what's happening. And there's, there's people on the periphery. And I, I believe God wants to do something for everybody. So don't lose your expectation. Don't, don't lose your faith. But hear me for just a moment. We're getting ready to pray as a family. Maybe you just thought you came to a church. You're wrong. You came to a family. And in this house, you're surrounded by your brothers and your sisters. And most of all, you're surrounded by your heavenly father. There's no shame here. There's no embarrassment here. So God wants to heal. And God wants to pour out his spirit. So if you're one of the people that you came into this house and maybe you got disease, a diagnosis. Maybe you've got hereditary pain. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's a headache. Maybe it's cancer. Doesn't matter what it is. I believe the Lord can heal you today. Uh oh, I'm going to say that again. I believe the Lord can and will heal you today. The sound of people clapping is people around you that also believe and agree with you that God can heal you. So we're getting ready to pray in just a moment. If you need God to give you a healing in your body, I want you to raise your right hand. Would you do that? Would you hold it high? It's not just for the preacher to see. It's not just for us to see. I want, I want heaven to see that hand. I want your pain to see that hand. I want, you to, I want that fear and doubt that's plagued your mind for years to see that hand. You can put it down for just a moment. And when we pray in just a moment, God's going to do two things. He's going to heal and he's going to feel. So if you walked in here today, God wants to feel you. Now some of you have already experienced the gift of God's spirit, so you're going to get a refilling. There's those of you today that you've never had this experience. You're going to get it for your first time. But you're not by yourself because God wants to fill everybody. So whether you're getting it again or you're getting it for the first time, God wants to fill everybody. So who does God want to pour out his spirit on? 
Every hand ought to go up. Every hand ought to go up. Now I want you to put down your hand. If God's filled you with the Spirit, you, you've spoken in tongues. You've had that experience. I want you just to raise your hand for just a moment. Would you do that? I want you to hold it up. Every hand lifted right now, it's a testimony. And if God can do it for him, if God can do it for her, if God can do it for them, God can do it for you. Now I want you to put your hand down. Now if you came today and you're going to be one of the ones that are getting it for your very first time, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've never spoken in tongues. But today you're saying, God, I want it before I leave. I want, to be one of the, I want to be one of the first ones. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to put you on the spot. But I told you, you're around family. And have, have you ever noticed that people that have had this experience are very emphatic that you have it too? You want to know why? The Bible calls this gift of God's spirit joy unspeakable. How do you speak about something that's unspeakable? How do you describe something that's indescribable? You just got to get it for yourself. So pardon us if we're just a little pushy. We just don't want to be the only ones that receive this gift. We just believe God wants to give it to everybody. So if you're in this house and you've never spoken in tongues, you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost before today, I want you to do something bold. I want you just to raise your right hand. Would you do that? I want you just to raise your right hand. I see a hand. I see some hands. Awesome. I see a hand. That's beautiful. I see a hand. I see a hand. That's awesome. I see anybody else? Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. I see a hand. Awesome. I see a hand. Now I want you to keep that hand up. If, if you're able to, I want you to come to the front. I want you to come to the front. If you're able to, I want you to come to the front. Come on, let's, let's, let's clap our hands for those that are coming right now. Come on, this is beautiful. Come on, man. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Come on, that's what we do around here. We celebrate. Come on, man. Come on. Anybody else? I don't want to miss anybody. I don't want to miss anybody. I don't want anybody to be left out. What's your name, man? My name's Landon. It's so good to meet you. You know what I think? I think God wants to give you his spirit today. That's what I think. And God wants to give it to every single person that's up here. So this is what we're getting ready to do as a body of believers, as a family. We're getting ready to ask the Lord to forgive us. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says he's faithful to forgive. That's consistency. The Bible also said he's ready to forgive. That's urgency. You know what that means? All that really means is God was in the altar before you were. And he's been waiting for this moment. So all across this house, we're going to ask the Lord to forgive us. We're going to ask the Lord to cleanse us. We're going to surrender all of our past to him. And after we've asked the Lord to forgive us, you know what we're going to do? We're going to lift up our hands. And we're going to lift up our head. And we're going to begin to lift up our voice. Because our physical posture is a reflection of our spirit. So we're not going to keep our hands in our pocket and our shoulders hunched over and our head down. That's the posture of doubt. We are his sons and we are his daughters. We're going to lift up our head and we're going to lift up our hands and we're going to lift up our voice to our heavenly father. 
So after, after we've asked the Lord to forgive us, you know what we're going to do? We're going to begin to worship him. We're going to begin to praise him because the Bible says that he inhabits or he moves. He dwells in the praises of his people. So when we ask the Lord to forgive us and we've lifted up our hand and we've lifted up our voice and we've lifted up our head, we've closed our eyes, we're giving God worship and praise. You're going to hear me begin to pray. And I'm not going to pray a prayer of magic. I'm not going to go through a three-step prayer. I'm just going to pray a prayer of faith. That means I'm agreeing with you about what God wants to do for you. And when I say in the name of Jesus, this whole house is going to shout the name of Jesus. And when you speak the name of Jesus, I'm going to clue you in. It's not weird. It's not crazy. It's not fearful. It's not spooky. I'm going to tell you what wants to happen. When you speak the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God is going to want to come in your heart. He's going to want to overflow out of your mouth. And when you say Jesus, your tongue's going to want to move. It's going to want to speak sounds that you don't understand. Hear me. You got a decision. You can open your eyes. You can look around. You can shut your mouth and keep it in. Or you can do what everybody around you is going to do. And you can speak it out. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Spirit of God. So how many wants to receive that gift? Every hand ought to go up. There's nobody in this house that does not need that fresh, undeniable experience with God. So are you ready? It's not complicated. It's not hard. You're ready. Are you ready? I want us to close our eyes all across this house. I want us to lift up our hands. I want us to lift up our head. I want you to begin to ask the Lord to forgive you all across this house. Come on, that's it. God, forgive me. God, wash me. God, I surrender to you today. Every sin, every hurt of my past and my present. I don't want the condemnation. I don't want the addiction. I don't want the hurt. I don't want the pain. Come on, that's it for just a few more seconds. Come on, I feel his grace flowing. I feel his love flowing. Come on, that's it. His love is here right now. His mercy is here right now. His grace is here right now. Come on, that's it. Somebody ought to begin to transition to worship right now. Somebody ought to begin to transition to praise right now. Somebody ought to begin to tell the Lord how much you love him. Come on, that's it. Let praise begin to come over you right now. Let worship begin to come over you right now. Come on, I see it. Something's getting ready to fall right now. Come on, something's getting ready to fall right now. Come on, every hand lifted. Every head lifted, every eye closed, get ready. By the power of the word and the authority of the name, I lose the Holy Ghost to fall on this house right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, I see it. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. My life and my salvation. That's the Holy Ghost! Almighty Defender, 